Oh, it's so cute. Like two eyes. Like an owl. Like an owl. Yeah. <laughs> Is this an iPhone? Welcome to the seventh episode of the podcast Under Curated. Today, my guest is uh, Jared Marks, the only personality that I want to have for my own. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. I just have to say that I'm a big fan (laughs) of you. I'm a big fan of you. Let's shower each other with compliments. And the podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was like aware of it since even before it existed. Oh and God. I feel like I've kind of seen it emerge from you. Like, I don't know, it's a big deal. And I'm really proud of you. And I, Aww, thank yeah, you. Yeah, happy to be here. I'm so happy so that you're you. here. You were, I mean, when I had the idea in my mind for this podcast, like the the bundle of friends that I had, one of them were you. Like, who am I going to, I should make a podcast like this, but who am I going to have on? Of course, Jared was always in the picture. So this is like a dream come true day. Oh it's God, a it's... very important episode of the podcast. Jared's here. I mean, I think when you first told me about it, we were actually sitting at this table. It must have been last year at your birthday or something. But then it had a different name and a different kind of different, uh, similar concept. Yeah, similar concept, but it was more conceptualized. <laughs> it was more curated. Yeah, so happy to be here. So you just got back from holidays. I don't call it holidays. I call it visiting. Visiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, holiday implies that you're taking a break from something. But I like to just see places. Yeah. And you were where? In Madeira. Madeira is... It's a Portuguese island in the Atlantic. It's close to the Canary Islands. You cannot locate it in the Google Maps. It's very hard to... You can? ...find. I mean, like... You have to spell it correctly and then I think it'll turn up. I typed down like Mudaro. Oh, yeah, no. And I couldn't find anything. Maduro, it's also not. Like Miduria. No. Was also not there. No, no, no. Maybe Mabujo I tried and that also didn't work. I don't know. I mean, also if you're like looking for it by scrolling, you're not going to find it because it's like a speck in the ocean. That's what I was trying to do. It, yeah, no. Because then you're my, never my find information, it. because Besta never knew the name of the island. Of course not. So I was asking her, but where are they? Where are they? Where did they go? And she was like, yes, uh, it's Europe, but actually it's in the Atlantic, but uh, part of Europe. But so I was Google Maps. Europe, Atlantic, trying to zoom in, zoom out, an island, find an island. Was it this one? No, it was Mm-mm. smaller and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Meli also asked me and I was like, I can't find the island. Yeah, but, but I did everything else <laughs> other than asking you yeah, the name of the island. Meli also just asked me, he was like, hey, where are you? And I was like, oh, Madeira. Ah, he asked you? Yeah. He didn't tell me that he asked you. He was keep keep asking me, like, what's the name of the island? What's the name of the island? And he was keeping this information. I mean, me. I kind of liked that it was a bit secretive and that people were talking about, like, speculating. Where are oh, they? Oh, Berlin was talking all about your visiting. Visiting, yeah. Yeah. Well, there wasn't much else to talk about, I guess. <laughs> there was nothing to talk about. Yeah. We were lonely. No, it was a winter cold. retreat, uh, lockdown escape. Yeah. Which um, was amazing. But you do these a lot. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say a lot, but these are part. Of, these this is part of your lifestyle. 
I mean, me, I never plan any of this. It's all Cosmin. Yeah? Yeah. I'm just saying yes and going along. Oh my God, that's perfect. Yeah. Cosmin, would you date me? That would be so comfortable, man. Yeah, it's amazing. I thought you were like thinking about this together and like planning and mm. blah, blah, blah. No, when we're somewhere before we leave, he's already checking the next place. So good. And you trust him with his decisions? Oh, he's it's the best, yeah. I mean, because he finds cheap, cheap, the cheapest, most beautiful, like natural places and we stay like to stay a long time so well one of the things that are really important in romantic compatibilities is, is the way you travel like aparna Ooh. you know you know she just couldn't find a match because she has very specific uh things wishes about traveling she hates the beach who hates the beach man uh that's fucked up Yeah, by the way, Aparna is a character, is a person actually. She's actually a person, yeah. Yeah, she's well, a person. reality TV, you never know. I always choose to believe that reality TV is not scripted. People are also telling me about the like selling sunset. You guys think that this is, re this is like real, that Elif is actually a person? <laughs> What is this? This is a script. <laughs> Now it's your line, you have to say. No, it is not scripted. Everything that happens here is real. I am real. I am a person. Yeah. So it's not scripted. Yeah. Oh, wait. What, what was my line again? <laughs> um, Mr. Director? <laughs> what was the line? What was, I, I love being on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Aparna, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so Aparna is the person in our new favorite uh, reality TV series. It's not new. It's not new? No, I watched it last year. Oh my God. This lockdown was hard on you. Like, when am I gonna be like, you know, like an on time, like... When you don't have a full-time job <laughs> and you like watch Netflix as, a, as like a 40 hours a week. When am I gonna catch up, man? One year ago... Okay, I thought it was new. It's called Indian Matchmaking. Daphne, uh, who was also a guest in this podcast, recommended it to me. And I'm very excited about it. So there's this character called Aparna. And she has extremely high expectations about uh, her everything. future husband. About everything. She once said in an episode that all of the decisions she made since she was three were perfect. Like she never made a wrong decision, wrong choice. Well, don't you feel like that too? No, I feel like all I ever did was making wrong choices. Mm. So you're anti-Aparna. I'm anti-Aparna. Are you pro-Aparna? I mean, I, I'm kind of like pity-Aparna pity because mm. I feel a little bit bad for her. I mean, that's a lot of pressure, right? Yeah, well, actually... Pressure on yourself, I don't know. Yeah, her aggressivism, I think, is actually because she's so afraid to be lonely something like that but that's why she's like no 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 to everything but isn't she lonely now yes and that is something that she's gonna have to figure out in therapy i can't <laughs> but about travel compatibility all ah, right saying. exactly yeah like that means you have the same preferences with cosmin about travel You like the same kind of places. Yeah. Same kind of weather, same kind of nature. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think travel compatibility is also about like when you're like 
stress and like stressful situations, how do you react? Because mm. that's when you see like how someone really is. True. And sometimes even you yourself are like not cute. Mm. So, but I guess it's also about like doing it and learning how the other one ticks and how you also can like try to chill. No, he, I, I think everyone would like his kind of vacations except Aparna because she doesn't like hanging out at the beach and like... No. I think she doesn't like not working, right? She's a successful lawyer and she says all the time that she's very ambitious, that she's very hardworking, but also she hates lawyers and she absolutely does not want to date a lawyer herself. So what's going on there? That's going to be an expensive therapy bill. That's going to be expensive, like even yeah. more expensive than mine. Yeah. Like it's going to be, well, mine is not expensive because it's free. <laughs> Socialism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but how do you react uh, when you're stressed? Mm, I try not to get stressed. <laughs> he never gets stressed. That's the answer, I think. No, <laughs> it's not true. I can be a bitch. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I never saw you being a bitch. That top is ugly. <laughs> yeah, actually, I love that top. <laughs> it's um, my baby doll top. It's so cute. <laughs> um, stressed? No, I mean, if you were like about to go to the airport and you're late and I don't know, you can, you are like more direct and you're not nice, right? I guess it's about like avoiding being in those triggering situations. Mm -hmm. Just like leave on time for the airport. It's not that hard actually. Nope, it's not hard. And like you don't have to get there three hours early. No. Is it awkward to talk about traveling during the... Travel, maybe people uh, would love to hear about traveling. That's like good old days. Yeah. You know, like a friend of mine told me uh, when he uh, listened to the podcast, he told me uh, it was so nice that I felt like I have friends again, you know, because <laughs> we we can't get together with our friends as we used to anymore. It's kind so of we're, sad. we're kind of lonely and th this podcast makes them feel like they have but a get together with their friends. <laughs> actually, I put you and Nick on when I was cooking. Yeah. And it was see? kind of like you were there with me. It was really cute. Kind of sad. Kind of sad. I mean, actually, I was, <laughs> when I watched the episode with Ariel, I was actually talking to you guys because I was like, no, that's not true. It was at Arena when you met. <laughs> But then I was like, oh my God, that's so. And I also knew like half of the, half of her like spiel. Not uh -huh. spiel. I mean, <laughs> she has some catchphrases, which are amazing. Yeah. She has a lot of Ariel's specialty is one-liners. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. So it's she like she's like sums it up and like bam. Yeah. So she has a lot of them, and I know oh. a lot of them. Okay. So I was like, I could kind of sing along. With <laughs> it was cute. You could lip sync to it. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to your childhood. Wow. To this day, I was thinking that Jared's from Massachusetts, and he was very disappointed when he heard that so inform me you're from i'm definitely not from massachusetts ariel is from massachusetts no i'm from california oh born in la obviously <laughs> but, the hair says it all well <laughs> but i grew up in a small town in the desert uh -huh. like it's like an hour outside of la um have you seen breaking bad i watched like three first three episodes okay but i crystal meth Mm -hmm. desert mm -hmm. kind of vibe going mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Okay, I remember the setting. Mm -hmm. So it was like a really small town of how many people? Actually, not that small. Mm, when you talk about like population, it's not that small, but it was very spread. 
Uh-huh. So there was like we lived on the edge of like some like farm. single houses. Yeah, uh-huh. or no, like those uh, developments of houses, which all kind of look the same. Uh-huh. So like it's like a lot of houses, but they all look exactly the same. Like this kind of suburban uh-huh. thing, but in the desert. Interesting. And we lived across from like a prison. Uh huh. And then on that side, there was just like desert field. So you'd like go walking, and there would be like tumbleweeds and. It was actually beautiful, yeah, but culturally not very stimulating. Yeah. I mean, desert is beautiful, but it I would is, say so. Until what age were you there? Did you live there? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Then I went to a boarding school for art. Ah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Where? Also in California, but in the mountains. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's kind of between LA and San Diego, mm-hmm. so in the south. But in the mountains, so it was like a pine forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was super lucky to go there. It was like a paradise. I mean, how was it? Like, probably. I mean, growing up in the in the town in the desert, were you always with a lot of friends, or were you mostly with your family? I was mostly with my fam. I mean, I would go to school and then I would go to dance school after. Mm-hmm. So Such I was a like very. Life. I don't know. I was quite like nerdy with dance. When I was a kid, so I didn't really have that many friends outside of the dance studio. Uh-huh. What dance? Ballet. Um, I started with hip hop. Okay. And then I did also like ballet, jazz, tap, and kind of everything. Yeah. Yeah, it was like my passion. I mean, I was I was obsessed with that. And then I got this opportunity to go to this boarding school. Mm-hmm. So I went for it. I mean, they had all the arts. So they had like visual arts, music, dance, theater, film. It was really special. The, the students were from all over the world. I like had a sex vibes I'm having <laughs> from that school. Why? Like young artists together in the mountains. Yeah, it could be quite have been like an orgy situation, but mm-hmm. it was actually kind of militant in a way. Like they were very strict with like boys couldn't go into the girls' dorm because we also stayed. We lived there, you know. Mm-hmm. I think there were some like they would always go into the, the forest and like smoke weed and stuff. But I was very nerdy back then. I didn't really mm. do that. I was like in my room, like practicing, studying, and like practicing. Yeah. <laughs> But I had a boyfriend, and we were like open, like holding hands, and everyone like he was voted prom queen. Okay, at that school. Yeah, I went to one year of public high school mm-hmm. in my hometown, mm-hmm. and it's like the movies, like the jocks and the cheerleaders, and it was like huge. And I was just like this weird kind of like chubby, like gay weirdo. You were chubby. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> cute. Yeah. Was not that fun. Uh huh. That's when I had my Abercrombie. Because we were talking about Abercrombie. Before. Yeah. <laughs> But do your viewers know about your Starbucks experience in Cincinnati? <laughs> no. <laughs> Please, a tangent, if you will allow. Yeah, well, I don't know if I was 18 or I was 17 or um, something like that. And then in Turkey and then maybe in other countries, other uh, underdeveloped countries, there's something called work and travel where a company offers you a visa in the U.S. for a summer job of three months. And then you pay the company like three thousand dollars, and then get you they get your visa, and then they uh, hook you up with like a Starbucks job or McDonald's job or a Six Flags job. They are they're horrible, I think. Isn't it fun? Parks, amusement parks. I hate them. What? You like them? Of course. Oh my god! Like going Jared, on the rides. No. That's super fun. I am very afraid of those. I can't ride any. Oh my god! I live. Oh You're missing my god! Out. No. But what are you afraid? But those. Like I'm gonna stu- dying. 
That's gonna happen anyway. No, but those sturdy ones, like at Six Flags, they're f- if it was like a sort of traveling carnival that's like here at Hermannplatz, that I would never go on. And those, they make you just puke basically. But the f- huge ones, I think it's fine. But do you I have can't. like a? Did you have a bad experience? I never had a bad experience. I was just, and I never rode a huge one. But I, I once rode, you know, the um, this the ship. Thing? The ship. Ooh, and you. So I was at the tip, but the ship is not that bad as the roller coaster, I think. It's different. And I shed my pants. I was so afraid that I, I, I never was so scared in my life ever. So I was like, this is not my thing. I'm never doing this again. Wow. That's very decisive, decisive of you. Very, yeah. So you kind of just like, no, never. No, never. Like a parna. I was like, no. Never. Never again. And then we went to the, the Six Flags. It's an approach, yeah. When we were in Cincinnati. My friend was like Burju. She was like super psyched about every of the, to ride every roller coaster there. I just couldn't accompany her because I was super afraid. But I went her because I didn't want to leave her alone. And then I said yes to a kid's roller coaster thing. And it turned out that it was backwards. <laughs> so that was also horrible. It's not good. I don't like it. I mean, I guess also working at one is like completely different than just being like a kid. Like, woo. Yeah, definitely. That's probably not good. But I was working at Starbucks in the airport of the city Cincinnati. No, because Elif was asking me earlier, like, what's America like? I was like, well... I don't know. It's like kind of different. Like you worked at a fucking Starbucks in the Cincinnati airport in Ohio. That's like real. That's a very, very <laughs> a specific type of real America, which I've never even witnessed. So what is America like? It was everything I saw on TV. It's real. Everything was there. It was about Abercrombie sweatshirts. It sounds scary. Super mini shorts and Girls with skinny long legs and shiny blonde hair. And uh, big families. Families like with five children from young people. Mm. Not young, but like, I don't know, mom and dad in their 30s. And they have like five kids. Wow. I was very surprised by that. I, like, I guess that's like also Midwest specific. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it's like farmland, like you need help like with the cows. But they were also looking like modern families. Like they weren't hmm. looking like we were just in the field or something, but maybe like no condoms available or <laughs> something like that. No. Which brings me to your first sex talk. Oh my god! We were talking earlier about your sex talk, so please explain your sex talk, which includes a fruit. I don't want to reveal. No, because so we were talking <laughs> <laughs> about sex education in general, right? Yeah. With like STIs and blah blah blah, yeah. and then we talked about. Our first, the sex talk, the talk. Yeah. I have a twin brother. So our dad, like, I don't know. I guess he just said, like, come on, boys, like, let's talk. And I was like, Ugh. we were 13. We were both like, Ugh, like shifty eyes, like, what's going on? <laughs> Did and you know that he meant he was going to do the sex talk or? I had, think I had a feeling, yeah. Mm. I mean, when they say the talk, it's kind of like, what other talk are they going to have? I don't know. The highlight, I mean, I, he, he was sweet. It was actually really cute. Because he also talked about like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what? What? Love? No, yeah, but how like 
not really love, but like how when you orgasm, it's like the best part, it's the highlight, and that's what everyone's like trying to achieve. And after that, you feel great. It was really cute. Oh my god! Yeah, so cute. Yeah. Then the banana came out, and he demonstrated how to put on a condom <gasps> on the banana. Okay. Which I mean, it's um, it's very visual. Extremely. You don't, you don't really forget that. But I learned how to put a condom on. I mean, that's a useful skill, right? What do you think the most difficult part is putting on a condom? Opening it. Yeah. Right. I think the same. Why? Why? Why do they make them so slippery? I don't know. Or maybe it's not. Maybe you're slippery. Maybe. Um, because <laughs> then you have. To, I always end up going with the teeth. Maybe. I mean, I I uh, gave up on it years ago after discovering that I cannot open the package. I just. Give it. Give it to mm. the guy and then... I mean, actually, the worst part you know better. for a guy is staying hard. During that. Yeah, because you're like... It's anyway quite stressful for guys, I think. I don't know. Like, maybe not all, but I think a lot. Mm -hmm. So when the guy can't open it, maybe, you mean? In, I mean, that... in general. Because oh. guy on guy, you have also sympathy. You know how it is. Mm. Sometimes you can't get... Hard and it's really shameful. And I think if you're with like an op the opposite sex, because mm -hmm. I hear a lot of women and they're like, "Yeah, he like couldn't get hard, and um, he must not be that into me, or he's like, I'm like sometimes it's stress." No, it's the condom. He couldn't. <laughs> there are many factors, <laughs> but the condom does not help because you're like stressed about opening it, and then you're concentrated on that, and then it's like slippery, and then you have to like. And then it also... And then you have to be slow, you know? Until that moment, you were like fast and fast oh, and fast. Really? And oh, no, I wasn't fast and fast. No? Mm -mm. Okay. But it, I mean, to each her own, right? Yeah. So then you have to stop and shift your focus. Wait a minute. I'll just... Like you also like me when they're doing... Like I'm, I have to zoom out for... Mm. Like I don't know if should I... Should I continue... Should I stay until they're like done with it? And then can like, what should we do now? It's like a little a choreography yeah. that I'm not sure how to do. A choreography no one taught you. No one taught me. Mm -mm. It's stressful on many, on, on many levels, but opening it. And then it's like, so if you're anyway, like trying to, maintain yourself mm -hmm. and then there's like i mean something squeezing the life out of it uh -huh. it's not good yeah it's like i have empathy but you gotta use it of course always use one always just just use it under curated promote safe sex yeah sex positive and safe sex positive yeah safe sex positive mm -hmm. open spaces safe spaces all of them safe protected masks Condoms. Double mask if you need to. But apparently two condoms don't. <laughs> Ariel told us. Two that. condoms does two not Two condoms do not work. Equal, they break. Yeah. Not equal to double mask. Mm -mm. Never had the idea of two condoms. That's super paranoid. Like who does that? I mean, like rationally it would make sense. The more protection, the better, right? Like the two masks thing. I mean. Yeah. I mean, but you're all already making it less, this, yeah, but, less sensitivity. Yeah. Because one is should be enough, right? Which brings me to your uh, drag queen character. What would she do in such a situation? 
my drag queen character. You're developing a character right now, yes. I'm assuming. Well, I don't. I wouldn't even say it's developing. I would say I'm just like uncovering her. I mean, first I have to work on her face because she looks awful. Um, she's only come out twice. I'm kind of letting her like speak. I mean, I have to say I watch a lot of drag queens. I'm like a big RuPaul's fan and everything. But I never, cons I've been watching since season three of RuPaul's Drag Race and now we're on season 13. Over all those years, I loved the queens. I loved kind of everything about it, but I never actually imagined myself. Mm -hmm. Also because I had like a beard and I was like, yeah, I wouldn't want to shave. And I don't know, I never really thought about it until recently. Like, I don't know why. It's actually. about time. Yeah. But then I just like went to Day M. And I bought like... What did you buy? What What's a drag queen makeup I mean, if shopping? anyone is like an entrepreneur, please take this advice and make a drag queen beginner's kit of Ooh. makeup. Ooh. Where you have the glue, you have mm. the thick you have powder, you have thick foundation, mm. you have a palette with like many colors, you need also um, contouring. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of equipment. You need also like sponges, brushes, like, I don't even know what they're called, all of those utensils. All of those utensils. things, it's super expensive also, man. Yeah. Because one makeup you use a lot, it's already like half of them are gone. I mean, I spent like 30 euros and it was like just to get like the bare minimum. Like I didn't, I think I need a way, way more stuff yeah. and like probably better quality. Also, like, I guess her name is Cheap Whore. Because mm -hmm. that's what she was kind of saying a lot. Like, cheap Whore, I'm a cheap whore. Yeah, because also she looked very cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and I guess she's a whore. I don't know. I just ordered yesterday some new glue because uh -huh. the drag queens, they always use this Elmer's for the eyebrows. Yes. Yeah. Um, this like purple glue mm -hmm. and basically it goes on purple and once it's dry, it's clear. So, you know, when it's ready mm -hmm. and basically the thing with the eyebrow gluing, it's super interesting because you actually make your eyebrows disappear. So you have this like blank canvas. Yeah. Yeah. So you can actually change the whole um, contouring, the whole shape and dimensions of the face. And actually, I mean, it's kind of like painting on an empty canvas, right? And so you can kind of change the whole dimensions. It's super interesting. What about wigs? I mean, luckily I have some hair. Yeah, you have the now. hair, man. It's the time. I actually went down. We have this hair shop downstairs from our place called Cocoon. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of wigs, mm -hmm. a lot of like hair pieces, extensions, mm -hmm. and like every, Oof. it's amazing. But it's very expensive. Mm. And I was like, can I have, do you have any wigs like around like 20 euros? They were like, um, I think it's starting around like 70. Mm. And I'm a cheap fucking whore. I don't think I have that. I don't know if I'm ready to invest 70 euros. Good that you for have like your a hair. Bedroom drag queen, like a lockdown queen. But so I just had my. Perfect. Hair. But you need also like eyela fake eyelashes. Eyelashes. Nails. And that's that's just the face. But those are cheap. What? Eyelashes and nails. Yeah, but it's still also a lot of materials, a lot of like waste. And I was like, do I need this? Is this like a lot of plastic, microplastics? And yeah. Sustainable drag queen? Question mark. Oh, oxymoron. Environmentally sustainable drag queen. What would an environmentally sustainable drag queen use as makeup material? Food. I don't know. I can imagine like a coke. Rotebeete. Oh, rotebeete. Um, pomegranate. Mm -hmm. 
Flour maybe um, for the <laughs> instead of powder. Depending on your complexion, you can either do like four or five, like the white flour or like whole grain, uh -huh. cocoa powder. Mm -hmm. You know, you can mix and match also. Mm -hmm. The contouring, I would do... Um, and the brown girls could use the cocoa yeah. powder. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And you can also mix, I mean, you, you have like some yeah, fundamental colors yeah. and you mix and match. Shades, yeah. Shades, exactly. I don't know how you'd make it stick though. Like um, You can... Like, like lemon or orange or something like that juice. You can squeeze it ah. on your face so it's going to stick. Mm -hmm. The flower. Yeah, or like avocado, like a mask. Uh-huh. And then use Yeah. The eyelashes. Like for the nails, you could use the um, pistachio. Ah, yeah. Um, shells. Or like some flower, flower petals. Or, yeah. That would be cute. Yeah, you could also use it for your eyebrows. Yeah. There you go. Okay, creative queens. No waste drag queen. Mm -mm. No waste cheap whore. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> cheap, sustainable, echo whore. But you have a lot of characters. You have Cyber Jaya. Yeah, I like, I think I like characters. Were you like a performer when you were a kid? I was doing like dance routines in my living room, mm. like with dancing to like sync or something like that. No, Cyber Jaya came out of, um, I was researching basically like the corner of technology and spirituality. And I was seeing a lot of these like social media spiritual leaders mm -hmm. who are like, uh, they're like super wise and they're like, they want to help their followers, but they basically post selfies and they sell their like meditation pillows and they have like, I mean, it's just such a contradiction for me. Like, okay, of course you can help people with your fucking social media, but then... Monetize but it. When exactly, when does it... Is it just a brand, you know? Yeah. And so basically the idea was to kind of create my own kind of brand who is like this kind of high-tech guru and Cyber Jaya was born. I'm a big fan. I'm one of the biggest fans of Cyber Jaya. I just love him and he's like a, what do you say, un unbeatable? No, is that a word? It is, yeah unbeatable narcissist yeah. it's so like internalized in him like it's he just doesn't realize mm -mm. you know the funny thing is that like sometimes when i felt like i was going too far i would be like is this too like is this too much like posting a selfie with some inspirational quote and then like just advertising for my for my winter retreat or whatever but then i would like be scrolling as i follow of course all of these archetypes mm -hmm. And it's like so ridiculous how in your face they are about helping others and healing yourself. And I will, I help you to heal yourself. You know, it's like from all this trauma and obviously like maybe they do want to do some good, but the, I think because of the social media algorithms and the whole marketing around it, it comes off as super fake. He's been on a little bit of a hi hiatus right now. Yeah, he's yeah. not doing much mm -mm. where is he what's he doing i mean she you want him back you know brands are always about continuity but with improvements you're always trying to innovate and be the best you and sometimes that takes time and sometimes yeah. you have to like just ask the followers that they be patient with you so i'm asking you now elif as a devout follower be patient I know that cyber jaya is with you night and day Anytime you open your phone, I'm here with you. Anytime I'm connect, I connect to my phone, I feel like I'm connected to Cyber Jaya. Well, 
you are connected to Cyberjaya, but he helps you to connect to yourself through your device. So just know that and be happy. Cyberjaya helps me to connect with myself through my device. It's amazing. I mean, technology is just a manifestation of the human creative energy, right? Yeah. And look at us right now. We're talking to millions of your viewers right now, but they're not here. It's just you and me and this beautiful, I mean, I'm actually listening to my own voice right now and it's kind of giving me ASMR, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's actually like super pleasurable. I know. And that's why technology is actually a spiritual tool. People say technology are tools of mass distraction. They're, they're ripping society apart. Everyone's on their phones, but we've never actually been more connected and more informed. And we've never had so much potential to do good. So it's not about the tools that are distracting us. It's how we use those tools and how we interact with them. So if you like any of what I just talked about, go and follow Cyber Jaya. And maybe I should do more content because maybe it's still actually relevant. It is. Sometimes it's like... Especially you should have do a lot of content about Corona. Right? Right? Yeah. Sometimes though I was like trying to make content, you know, as a content creator, it's like a lot of time. It's like, oh. And then I would, because sometimes social media for me, I really have to limit myself. And then when I was like, my work was like on social media, it wasn't actually that good. Like I was a bit too involved and I was like posting something and then like checking like my likes and like buying followers uh. and like buying likes. And it's a fun project, but I need to like learn my limits. <laughs> But it's, it's true, I think I should... But bring him back. We bring need him. Cyber Jaya back. Bring Cyber Jaya. He's relevant right now, more than ever. Maybe. I In mean, the age of virtuality. We are technology. We are. Is this... Is this real? Or is this... Is this... Imagination? imagination? Or, or is, is this... this uh, a dream. dream. And no, this is under fucking curated. <laughs> Hit subscribe right now if you like what you're listening to. <laughs> like. So, Cyber Jaya, and yeah, you said that you're working on a new video. I'm on contract, so I can't talk too much about it. Mm -hmm. Where to? Oh, wait, which video? To, <laughs> so to. many projects. You're talking Let the about artist talk. Burning Angels. Selling sun. Oh, sun. yeah. I think it's finished, <gasps> but it's unreleased. Uh -huh. So actually, I told you I would send you a sneak peek. Yeah. Pre I can do that, yeah. It's this new video where I compare uh, the Netflix show Selling Sunset to the oil extraction under LA. Because actually, LA, it's sitting on top of huge oil reserves. Uh -huh. And that's actually why LA became what it is. Because people discovered oil there okay. in the late 19th century. It's very overt also. You, you see all over these like oil uh, pump jacks. And they're just like pumping oil. And there's like a shopping mall. And then there's like oil being pumped. And it's very... And then there's like these luxury houses and huge cars. And it's very, it's very LA to me. <laughs> and so I was kind of like exploring that. And then connecting it with Selling Sunset, which is... What's more also, LA? 
it's than just Selling Sunset. I love, we I love, love Selling Sunset. I love all the girls there. I just love it. But I'm Team Christine. Obviously, obviously. She's my queen. She's a real bitch. Queen. She has her own perfume, which is called Bitch. I mean. You learn something every day. She's not afraid to sell her brand. No. She's a businesswoman. Entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I love it and there's, it's so problematic, everything. So I was comparing that with the oil extraction and then connecting it to the wildfires, which happen like every year more and more intensely because mm-hmm. somehow it's all connected for me. And yeah, so stay tuned. I'm so excited to see that video. So actually, maybe I can ask you a question in the last 11 minutes. Yeah. So Berlin, uh-huh. there's like... No clubs open. There's like no galleries, no museums. You can't really do anything. So like, what is it? Berlin without clubs, without... I mean... Because I just got back a few weeks ago and I find it rather depressing. But your depression is very normal. Your depression, like after you, after you come back from paradise to home, wherever your home is, you're always, you always fall into depression. Yeah. I'm in this uh, puddle of mud since um, last October, <laughs> so I got used to it. You got used to this it. This is the ah, new so Berlin like for me now. Build, you know, build up your you you adapt, right? I I adapt, which is a very dangerous characteristic of mine, which is very strong. Sometimes it's very good. Sometimes it can be very bad, because I can also adapt to bad situations very quickly. So I adapted to Berlin immediately. Doesn't offer me any tangible culture. Mm-mm. Intangible. That it's, yeah, yeah. It's very immaterial. Yeah. No, because I realize it's also not that beautiful. I mean, there is like there's like cute buildings and like a park. Like, ooh. Ah, no, no, but I I f- I know it's ugly, but I l- find Berlin very beautiful, and I like the fact that uh, your access to nature is extremely easy. But what nature? Brandenburg. You call that nature? It's like some stick trees. Havel? And like a, Havel? You don't like Havel like Grünewald? dirty lake, which is like... Sorry, I'm just saying, telling it like it is. You don't find the western part beautiful? Grünewald, Havel. Oh my god, I, I was in this forest and it was like... All the tree was like exactly like just one species of tree. Just like... And it was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm in an American supermarket. Just like, I was like, God, God, all like, <laughs> no, it's super fucking boring. I don't know. I need some like, like a, I don't know, a vine or like cactus or. Cactus? Like a fig. That's no forest girl. I know I need some nature like, with like. Like hills? I mean, flat is fine, but then uh-huh. make it like jungle. Yeah, I mean... Or like, actually Germany has a lot of nature to offer. Yeah, sure. But not around here, really. But like, don't you like when the weather is good that we go to lakes and then we chill? Of course. I love it. I would prefer to go to the beach, like with the ocean, chill. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. No, Teufel's Day is cute and everything. Where should we move? Let's decide where to move in the last minutes okay. of this podcast. Let's have like a... Maybe we should ask actually Cosmin and not think about it. But since he's not here, let's try to figure this out ourselves. Cosmin's also a hater. So he'll kind of like... <laughs> Eliminate all our yeah. suggestions. Um, Portugal? I think my option... I want to go to Mexico. 
Yeah. I want to move to Mexico. Okay. The universe, but, hear me out. But? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <know>. just... <laughs> universe, yeah, we're listening. Um, hello? Yes, it's, it's me, it's the universe, yeah. Universe, hi. I'm, I'm listening, um, yeah. You, 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 you. Are you the universe? You're the universe? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so, um... I was just, uh, I just decided today um, that uh, uh, I want to go to Mexico. Yeah, I know, I'm the universe. Um, uh, so, are you going to allow me to do that? So, what do you think? Mm, I mean, do you like tacos? I love tacos. Then no. But this is what I want. And I always thought the universe is... If the universe hears me, it's going to give me what I want. Why don't you? I mean, you have to manifest that girl. So you just like go there and stop asking me for fucking favors. Because this but is not like a, this isn't like a benefits place, like a welfare office. This is the universe. This is everything. Yeah, I mean, I got this call really, I, I'm waiting for this call since months. And I just would like to settle some stuff here. I just, you can't just tell me that. Go and figure it out yourself. Hello? I mean, you, Hello? this is not... Oh, oh my gosh, you hung up. Universe? They always do that. It's a new... These call centers, they just... Did, 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 did he just hung up on me? Oh my God, the universe just hung up on me. Great. What this a, was great. Thank what, you. How are you going to live the rest of your weekend knowing that the universe doesn't even want to talk to you? I mean, I might as well die. Actually, dying would be a great way to get in touch with the universe. But I cannot trust because the universe just hung up on me. So maybe he's just going to be, when I die, he's just going to be like, whatever, die, bitch. I don't know. Oh my God, I'm so depressed. Who should I turn to? You should just go to Mexico. Jesus? Should I call Jesus? Um, Maria, the virgin. Maria? <clears throat> Um, <laughs> hello, uh, hello, good morning. This is um, Elif uh, from Berlin. Hi, um, hi. Hi, is this Maria? Yeah, yeah, this is her. Hi. Um, so, Maria, um, mm-hmm. I know you're um, uh, very busy probably, uh, but I just wanted to quickly ask you, like, I want to move to Mexico. And if you can um, just allow me or that make, make that happen, what should I do? Should I go to church? What should I do? Uh, very good question, very good question. Um, there are a few options we can help you with. Um, we do offer a, a combination service, so like a flight and hotel. That'll be like, I don't know, like it's cheap. It's like a pretty good offer. Mm-hmm. So just like tell us your dates mm-hmm. and just give us your credit card number. And we'll like make it happen for you. Oh my God. I mean, the universe is, the, is for those who will pay for it. Uh-huh. So Did you talk to the universe lately? She hung up on me recently, actually. Me too. It was fucked up. What is wrong with him? I don't know. Oh my god. But thank you for your suggestion. It's like such a practical approach from your side. Like Look, Mother Mary. I, I mean, mean, I'm here to help you, babe. I You're so kind. Just make sure to like give me your credit card details. Yeah. And we'll sort everything out. I, I, I'm just sending you uh, via WhatsApp right now. Yeah, perfect. Is it your old number still? No, no, no number I changed. Okay, um, can you tell me the new yeah, number? Yeah, it's one. 
Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so I'm um, just gonna send you my credit card inf info. Yeah, perfect. And I, you yeah. don't need to like encrypt it or anything. No, 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 no. I trust you. I mean, you're Maria, yeah. so. I, I mean. You've seen it all. I mean. You've done the impossible. I did the thing. You know. So. So I trust. Everyone's like, oh, Maria, like, what should I do? And I'm like, oh, do I get paid for this? That's why I set up the travel agency. And actually, my friends, they were like. A travel agency in 2021, like who does that? But then, luckily, I set up my business today, first day, mm -hmm. first day business. My first customer? Elif calls me. Oh my god! First day of business. Oh my god! And I just want to say to all of my haters who didn't believe that I could be an entrepreneur, because you know, like my whole life as the virgin, people just supported me. They came to me. They were like. They lifted me up, and I was like, "Am I good?" I, I started to doubt myself. Like, do I have self worth? And then I just decided, be your true, authentic self. You know, just live your truth. Just be yourself, and then everything will work out. That was yesterday, mm -hmm. when I realized because I watched a new episode of RuPaul's, mm -hmm. and there there were these drag queens, mm -hmm. which kind of reminded me of like myself back in the day. They were like really cute, and. They had this thing with like be your true authentic self, and I was like, I'm gonna start a fucking travel agency. People pushed you into a role since thousands of years that you didn't want it to, you didn't ask for. No. You didn't ask for the, to be the virgin. No, it was. You didn't want it to give birth. You were too young. You were like, I'm gonna live my life, but they were like, No, you're gonna give birth to Jesus. And then yeah. I was like this thing, and I blew up. I was like everywhere in the everywhere. tabloids. Everywhere you were crying everywhere. Everyone had a fucking opinion of me, and they put my picture. You know where they put my picture? Put it everywhere. Everywhere. They even made like they did like statues of me, and I was like, I, some of them were actually really ugly. They didn't even look like me, or they took they like saw me on like really bad hair day. It was, it was an like, offense. And I had that like thing, and I was like, thing, and I was like, I'm more than just a fucking mother, yeah. you know? You were more than a virgin. You were more than a mother. You were more than Maria. I was a virgin plus. Yes. I'm Maria plus. You know, it's the new Maria. But I'm so happy that you found your authentic, true self well, with I your could, travel agency. I couldn't do it without my dear, loyal customers. I really want to thank you, and I also think like if the universe wouldn't hung up on me, I wouldn't have called you. You know, every bad thing that happens to you leads you to a good thing that is meant to be. So. Actually, I th we might we might need to collaborate at some point because you have some that's some wisdom right there. Yeah, I learned it from you. It's like my my feelings manifest themselves as words. Wow! Because I'm with you right now, although we're not in the same place. We're on the phone call. But yeah. I feel like you're sitting next to me right now. Crazy, right? Yeah. Technology. Technology. Um. Yeah. So basically, just send me the dates and the, first of all the credit card and then we'll we'll see but i'm super happy to like to get this like intimate customer businesswoman <laughs> i can't believe i'm saying that <sighs> um yeah so thanks thank you bye jared marks everybody <laughs> thank you for being a guest of this podcast Thank you I for having you. me. I love you too. It's You're been an so honor. You're so fabulous. Now cue the theme song. Do, 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 do.
Subscribe.